Hey, this is Jacob Cunningham. And this is TJ Carter. Today we are interviewing Coach Justin Solly, who is the head basketball and tennis coach for Enterprise High School. Coach Solly shares about him growing up as an athlete while at the same time dealing with Crohn's disease that he was diagnosed with at a very young age. He shares about how God has used him having Crohn's disease to sympathize with players who deal with disease, injury, or any kind of setback that keeps them from playing to their full potential. But I think the best part of the interview is when he talks about the coach that influenced him the most growing up as an athlete. As you will see in the interview, God knew just what he was doing when he put that coach in the path of Coach Solly. Now join us as we dive in to the heart of this coach. Billy Graham said a coach will influence more people in one year than the average person will in a lifetime. A coach is a parent, mentor, and friend. They're an influencer of the next generation. All this is hard to see just watching from the stands. When you watch from the stands, you can see the coach, but you can't see the heart of a coach. So join us as we dive in a little below the surface into the heart of a coach. Coach Solly, TJ and I are so honored to have you on our podcast. But more than that, it's been awesome getting to develop a relationship with you as a former player and when I covered your area with FCA. I saw your Facebook testimony uh, about what the Lord has done in your life, and I knew that the Lord was wanting you to be the next one on our podcast. But without further ado, just tell us a little bit about how you got into coaching. The plan was actually, I really wanted to be an architect or something of engineering. And then the year I was set to graduate from Clarkdale was kind of when the housing market collapsed. I'd been feeling a little bit like God was calling me into ministry. And I talked to my pastor and youth pastor about that. And just through prayer and stuff, it was clear that ministry wasn't really where God was calling me, that maybe teaching was. Uh, and, I, and I had wonderful teachers at, at Clarkdale. So uh, with the housing market collapse, architecture probably wasn't a smart route to go at that point. And uh, I just I, I followed kind of what I felt like God was leading to teach. And so I was hoping to maybe do like a little coaching on the side, uh, maybe an assistant coach or, or something like that. But I had no aspirations really to be a head coach at all. And so I get to get to Enterprise. Uh, I'm teaching. And I guess it was your junior year, Jacob, and Coach Bowles, who I played for at Clarkdale. He coached me golf and uh, basketball. I had fourth block off, and uh, he's like, will you help me? I mean, he was like, I guess, the interim coach that year. They'd had Enterprise had a coach leave late in the summer. And so I, I started helping him, this unpaid assistant, and uh, really enjoyed it. At the end of that year, I grew up really loving tennis, playing tennis uh, on the side. And I guess I felt like I'd shown the school that maybe I could coach and be responsible. They were looking to branch out a little bit, and I asked, could I start tennis? You'd be Title IX compliant because it's a boys and girls sport. And I pretty much was like, look, I'll make this my baby. I'll work hard at it. And uh, Enterprise signed off on it. So, And then, you know, Coach Brandon comes, and he asked me to stay on and help him with basketball. So that that's kind of how I got into coaching. I wasn't planned. I really wanted to teach. I, that's where my heart was and where I, I felt like God wanted me to be. But as doors opened to start tennis and then to help with basketball, and then when Coach Brandon came principal, he encouraged me to put in for the head job which I really, I'll, I'll be honest, I did not want that. And basically told him, interview other people. If you can't find anybody else, circle back to me. And I would just trust God in the process. And 
it circled back to me. So, you know, I spent the last three years doing that, but it's been a blessing, man. I've enjoyed it so much more than I ever thought I would. You know, Billy Graham's got a famous quote that I think y'all have even referenced about it coaches impact more people than most will in a lifetime. And it does. Being a coach allows me to influence so many more kids, hopefully for the better than teaching does. So it's, it's been a good experience. That's an awesome story, Coach Solly. Um, one thing I remember about being a player for you when you were coaching us in basketball, I was like, this has to be the smartest basketball coach that I've ever played under. It's not every day that the AP calculus teacher is your basketball coach. So when he says, hey, that shot is not a high percentage shot, you actually believe them. Coach Solly, you at a young age were diagnosed with Crohn's disease. How did going through that shape the man you are today and how you coach today? So, yeah, I was, uh, I was diagnosed at six. So for all intents and purposes, I mean, my entire life has been with Crohn's disease. I mean, I don't have just a ton of memories pre, you know, the diagnosis. And for those who don't know, Crohn's disease impacts your intestines and your ability to get proper nutrition. So my dad's a big dude. He's, he's, he's a, he played football. He was a lineman. He's, he's a healthy guy. He's a big dude. And uh, having Crohn's and, you know, not being able to get the proper nourishment over the years because of that, it's kept me small my whole life. And that was really aggravating because I, my brain knew what I wanted to do in sports. My body kind of knew what it wanted to do. And I was still decently athletic. I would say sneaky athletic to be as small as I was. But just stamina and endurance, it, I, I could never, I could match my peers in spurts, but I couldn't consistently just be that player, you know, and there were, there were all-star tournaments and stuff where I'd have a couple good games and then I would just bottom out. Like I just literally would have to come off the field and go to the bathroom. Practices were tough, man. But I think because I love sports, I love competition, and all that did was just serve to kind of just ignite something in me like, a lot of things in life have come easy, but a lot haven't come easy. Having Crohn's has made the things that haven't come easy. It's made me want to work hard. As a coach, like I've, I've shared a couple times with my players, to not take this for granted. You know, I, I didn't get to play any sports my sophomore and junior year because of how bad my health got. And that stunk. <laughs> it stunk, to put it nicely. And it's, it's given me a perspective of not taking these opportunities to compete to be around friends, not take these opportunities for granted. And it's also given me a perspective of I'm a better person because of what I've been through. And God has done amazing things because of what I've been through. So if that's what it took to make me the man God wanted me to be, then it was worth it. And that's something I've kind of tried to preach to my players is things you have to work for, the hard times, that's what makes the end result worth it. Like watching the Michael Jordan doc and seeing them going through the Pistons, him, him getting it handed to him by the Pistons, that made that first one so much sweeter. And, and it's that idea. And I agree, especially with everything going on now. I think it's really opened eyes to how blessed we are to be able to play sports that at any moment it can be taken away from you. Going through all those hardships growing up and as a player, are there times now where you feel you're more able to sympathize with your players who are also struggling on the court or off the court with issues because of what you went through growing up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and that's where just God and his wisdom knows what he's doing when we don't, you know, I've, I've talked before about uh, friends of mine who 
their children of divorce and how they're able to minister and speak to other people going through divorce and and they can they can minister to those people different from me because they've been through it my parents separated and almost got divorced when i was young and they god restored their marriage and they're able to minister to people so i really believe that me going through what i've been through it was to give me a heart for kids who are struggling and I'll be honest, I would say maybe more on the teaching side than the coaching side. Do I try to really be in tune and, and pay attention to, to people? I'm a big believer, and I, t- I tell people this all the time. You know, we act like it's hard to figure out when people are upset. Well, I don't know. I just don't know other people's needs. I don't know what to do. People will show you and tell you if they're hurting. Like, they may not use words, but if you at all pay attention to people's body language and just how they act, you can tell when people are going through rough days. And I think God's allowed me to be really in tune to that. A quick story, uh, and I think I shared it with my testimony. I was on cafeteria duty one day, and a girl who's really pretty bubbly um, normally walked in with her group of friends, and you tell she was down. She sits at the table with her friends, doesn't say much, just really seems upset. So break ins, she walks by me, and I, I just asked her, I was like, hey, you, you, just, you seem off. Are you okay? And she just, man, she just unloads. She just unloads and tells me how, uh, I think it was her, an aunt or a relative she was really close with, just got diagnosed with stage four cancer. Man, she was just broken about it. And, you know, her friend sat by her at the table and didn't seem to care. And she even said, you're the first person who's asked me if I was okay. And, and I don't say that to pat myself on the back, but it's little things like that where I think as an educator and a coach, that's our role. More than me teaching math, more than me teaching basketball and tennis. There's a lot of kids, even at an amazing school like Enterprise, that are hurting, that come from tough situations. And it's my job, my calling to try to help when I can. And and I try to do that. Even with all my health issues, I was very confident, very cocky, probably. I pushed the line. A lot of times I, I would just clear jump the line. And I regret deeply not being more of a Christ follower in high school. And I think that's, too, where God has really worked in me is, and that more on the coaching side of seeing young guys, telling them, I want you to have fun. I want you to enjoy this opportunity. Don't live for the moment. You know, make good decisions. And I think doing that as a teacher and coach, kids know when you're being genuine and kids know when you care. And it's it's just opened a lot of doors to hopefully minister to some needs and help point people in the right direction. Really like the story, girl at break, because it just reminds me so much of Jesus. You were able to sympathize with that girl because you went through hard times in your life as well. And it was easy for you to see because of what you went through. Tell us, was there a coach in your life coming up who had a positive impact or a kingdom impact on your life? So yeah, Coach Bowles, who I mentioned earlier, and I mean you would you know, you played for him for a year. So for people who've never met him, just stating facts, not trying to talk down about him. He's um, he's only got one arm. He's uh, not very tall, probably a little over five foot. And I mean, just like most people don't look at me and think, oh, you're a basketball coach. You don't really look at him and think, oh, he's a basketball coach. He, uh, he taught me math, taught me pre-algebra. He coached me basketball and golf. And if there's three things I really love, it's math, basketball, and golf. So like he, he, he did, He's involved in a lot of the things that I love, and he had a big influence on me. But the Bowles family at Evangel Temple, I mean, they're they're well known. And, man, just his heart for God 
and how again you know i mean he he's he's a stern dude he he doesn't pull any punches uh he can get mad with the best of them but he he his passion and his his knowledge for his players in the game and and i think the thing playing for him and i don't remember if he did it that much with you because he was older by then and, and had retired but he used to with us I mean, he would take his shirt off and get out there and scrimmage with you. And he'd be, you know, <laughs> this dude in his dude in his 40s and 50s just banging on you, like just going hard and, and not letting – if you tried to let up on him, like he would go at you even harder and he would just push you. And the thing that I think stood out at me as a player of his was he didn't let his – and I hate to use the word disabilities, but he didn't let anything in his life be a cop-out or be an excuse. That dude, when I started playing golf, that dude could drive the golf ball swinging with one arm straighter and better than a lot of people. <laughs> and he's just so matter of fact about it. He never in any way hinted that he was at a disadvantage. And man, I can't tell you, because there were times, I mean, going through what I went through, there were times where I felt like, oh, woe is me, woe is me. But being around him, like you just couldn't have that attitude. I couldn't have that attitude of life had dealt me a bad hand and be around him because life has dealt him a really bad hand and he's used it to coach, to teach, and to impact people for the kingdom. I mean, his heart for God, his knowledge of the Bible is about as good as it gets probably, in my experience at least, like being around coaches. You know, he he retired, uh, I guess, midway through my high school career. And, and I had other good coaches, Coach Holiday, who was my basketball coach at the end. Um, I had some good baseball coaches, but he's the one who I think really jumps out at me. Just, man, he loved he loved God. And he loved his players, and he did it the right way. And while I had some coaches who I was like, I'm never going to do that, he's definitely one who I'm like, I'm, I can learn a lot from how he went about his business and how he did things. I really loved my years uh, with Coach Bowles. There was no doubt that he loved the Lord. He loved his players. So on the flip side of that question, was there a coach uh, that you had coming up that might have made a negative impact? Uh, not calling any names or bringing up any details, but just tell us, if so, how that shaped your life and how that shaped your coaching today. Uh, I mean, I'm young. I'll be, I say young, I'll be 30 this summer, which makes me feel old. But I'm kind of a new school, you know, like I, I'm a big believer in relationship based coaching. Not that like I invented that by any means, but there is still a lot of coaches out there who are more of the old school yell. And that's not really me. I'm not going to sit here and say I never yell. I, I lose my temper. I say things I probably shouldn't more often than I'd like to admit. But I, I know I had some coaches who there was never a day practice or in a game that I thought they cared about me as Justin Solly. They, they were coaches who I thought maybe played favorites. And I will say, to be clear, on this side of it, like on the coaching side of it, I know that there's been times where a player probably felt that way about me and that was not the intention. Like, you know, they took something personal that wasn't meant personal. But yeah, there were definitely coaches who I, I made a point of kind of just in the back of my mind, if I ever given the chance, and now that I have the chance, it's got to be relationship-based. I don't want my players to ever question that I care about them. I don't want my players to – I try to build up. I mean, I'm going to let you know when you screw up. There's no doubt about that. But I try to encourage more than, I guess, 
get on. I try to correct and be constructive more than I just degrade. A lot of people think fear is a good motivator. I'm just, I don't buy into that. Maybe I'm not as good of a coach because of it, but that's just kind of how I feel. And that, again, that just came from experiences I had. One of the hardest things about the Christian walk is that it's a daily decision to deny yourself and live for Christ. So from the coaching aspect, what are some day-to-day things for you that you do to try to show the glory of God to your players through your coaching? Yeah, so I, I, I liked, uh, shout out Coach Moore from, from the last one. I, I liked how she put about the Lord's Prayer. And, and again, I just started doing this this past season, so I can't act like I've, I've been great at it. But going into last basketball season, I really felt burdened about the fact that, like, just saying the Lord's Prayer, I need to do more, I guess. Um, we still say Lord's Prayer in the locker room, but every game last basketball season, I made a point of before we said the Lord's Prayer, circling up and I'm going to pray over y'all. I'm going to pray over your safety. I'm going to pray over any issues you have. And I'm going to, I bet I said I love you to the guys more last year than I have ever. Possibly even more than I probably said it to my wife. I don't like, I don't know, but just man, I really felt burdened, really felt burdened about the fact that like no one else, I got to be that guy because of the calling on my life. I got to be that guy that makes these guys feel appreciated and makes them feel desired and that I value them and get more than what they bring to the basketball court. And they may question my coaching decisions. They may question other stuff, but I don't want them to ever question I cared about them. And in prayer with them, in conversations with them, I've had some fairly deep conversations with, I had a tennis player who I had in Algebra 3, and he and I would have theology conversations sometimes, you know, just, just little taking opportunities where they come and just trying to be an example, you know, that, I guess that's the biggest one, is, is I want, I want my players to see Christ, I want them to know that I cared about them, and, and I want to challenge them, and, and know that I challenge them because I care about them, because I want what's best for them, and I'm not content with them just getting by without giving me all they got. On the subject of being an example, can you tell us a story of a player that has went through your program that had a major life change for the better because of your coaching? You know, I wish, I wish, because again, Coach Moore, man, that story she talked about, about that player getting saved and calling her, that was awesome. And, you know, I don't have that. Like if a player has had a major life change, it's not something that I necessarily know about, but do hope, you know, and I do believe that there are, there are players who, again, if no one else was in their corner, they knew that I was. And I've had players who weren't even in the Bible Belt, who, who weren't, didn't have parents who went to church, who haven't been to church, you know, and, and if I was the only Christian witness they saw, I hope I was a good one. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't say that I've necessarily seen a player saved or been a part of that, but um, as an FCA sponsor, I mean, I, I have had opportunities to, to see God work in pretty amazing ways. You know, again, I wouldn't take credit for any of that, but but I have been able to witness God move and people and, and do some great things. You know, even even our girls basketball coach, again, I, I'm in no way taking credit for that. But um, seeing God save him uh, a year or so ago and the change brought, God has brought about in his life and how I hope I've kind of helped hold him accountable. And, and goodness knows he's held me accountable a lot of times. 
Yeah, that's been really gratifying. Yeah, one thing my dad does all the time that you just talked about is to, especially younger kids who maybe have parents that don't go to church, aren't going to take them to churches. You may be the only Bible that that kid's ever going to read by the way you live. So I thought that was really good. Our final question is probably one of our, our deepest question. But as a coach, when you are done coaching, what would you like to be remembered and said about you? So, yeah, I was, as I've kind of thought about this question, um, I was watching ESPN this morning and uh, Don Shula, legendary football coach, you know, the only head coach of a perfect team ever in NFL history, winning as head coach in NFL history. They had one of his former players on, uh, Larry Zonka, who, I mean, that, that guy's probably in his 50s or 60s, if not older. And hearing this grown man, like, get choked up and talk about the relationship he had with this coach and how he was more than a coach, he was a friend, uh, which, again, that's in passing, you know, and hopefully I don't have to wait till I'm dead and gone for, <laughs> for people to, you know, to say the impact I made. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think selfishly and maybe selfishly in the right word, but I, I think we all who do teach, coach, who are in the, you know, ministry business, and we want to know we made an impact. You know, at the end of the day, we feel called to minister to people. And, and I really hope when my when I get out of this, I hope people can say that I made an impact. Kind of, I touched on it earlier, but sort of the three C's. And I failed the first one, the first C being Christ. I, I fail miserably a lot of times at showing Christ in in how I live and how I conduct myself, at least in the sport. Just sports are such a competitive environment. It can be not making excuses, but it can be hard at times. It's easier sometimes in the classroom to show God's love than maybe, on, you know, on a court. But man, I hope I hope that they can say that they saw Christ in me. Um, the second C being care. Again, if, if more than wins and losses, I hope they know that I cared about them. And and then the last one challenged. And and I'll be honest, that's that's probably the one that dominates a lot of time. Is I'm a big believer in these days. You know, kids get a bad rap about how they're just not hard workers. They're not this. They're not that. But there's a lot of adults these days who've let kids get away with murder, who don't push them to be their best self, who tell them from the time they come out of the womb that they're perfect, that they do no wrong. Coaching kids like that, which, I mean, you know, you know, especially at the next level where you are, like coaching kids like that can be a challenge. But I man, I want to challenge these kids to be better. It's a fine line sometimes, um, not making them feel bad about themselves, but Teaching math, that takes care of itself. That's a challenge just because it's math a lot of days. But but in coaching, man, I, I want to challenge my tennis players, my basketball players, be better. Um, that was one of the things that was unique about taking the basketball job when the opportunity presented itself is I took over the program after going winless. The challenge was let's buy in together. Let's make this a respectable program again. You know, and in the years since, we've won more games every year. Um, we've made the playoffs two of the last three years. That's been a challenge, but it's been getting people to buy in that there's hard times ahead. There's Our division is a loaded basketball division, but, man, embrace the challenge, accept the challenge, and know that God uses challenges to make you better.
So that that means we got to embrace them because they're going to bring about our best. Well, Coach Solly thoroughly enjoyed having And I know that what God is doing in your life is making a huge impact on your athletes and your students. Again, thank you for taking time out of your day to be on the heart of a coach. Coach Solly, thank you. I've really enjoyed getting to know you over the last couple of weeks. Enjoy talking to you today. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity. And I, I was going to give you all a hard time about having me on after Coach Moore. You know, she's she's literally been in education longer than I've been alive. So kind of, kind of a letdown, kind of a letdown from one week to the next, you know. <laughs> not at all, not at all. We enjoyed you. Well, I appreciate it.